Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two lying around and would like to be a patron of this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by B.B. King. The beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week on a warm, rainy winter day from my folks' place in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Very excited to have my niece Emma co-hosting the show with me this week. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Tuesday, I played a solo Valentine's Day show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. My first set was three hours long. Got to keep on rocking while the folks are listening. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great to see my first grade teacher, Jane's daughter, Emma, there with her crew. And congrats to them for winning two bottles of wine and a Vegas trip opportunity. Friday, Brian Johnson and I rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. The theme of the night was... Two coachings for the price of one, since Stu and his brother Patrick were both on a scene and, of course, causing mischief. Saturday, Brian Johnson and myself jammed out at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Always good to see and catch up with my old friend Stacy, who I went to school with, played in high school band with, etc., in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, and now we both work for the Vanelli family. Who would have thought of it? Upcoming shows. Wednesday, February 22nd, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, February 23rd, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself, we rock it out at the YZ Bar and Grill, a.k.a. the Muni in YZ, Minnesota from 8 to 11 p.m. Friday, February 24th, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Part two of three with Minnesota premier blues guitar rocker Brian Naughton. We discuss Naughton's manager Amy, Freddie King's Bloody Mary habit, thoughts on Ed Capo, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Amy. Hi. <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, part two, featuring Mr. Brian Naughton. And he is out having a, smoking a cigarette real quick. So Amy's sitting here talking to me. I'm like, Amy, you're his band manager, fiance, etc. And it seemed pretty cool. So like, let's just start it while he's out smoking. All right, Talk I'm in the hot seat. There, I'm in the hot seat. Hey, we were guys. talking about how, um, I was going to ask him about some vocal stuff anyway. Yeah. So you say he kind of does jump around, like he's hard to oh. get a good beat on. Um, Ask any photographer that tries to get a good shot of him. He moves around a lot. Um, he's got a lot of passion in what he does. Um, all over the stage, to, he, he doesn't sit still. So um, keeping him up on the mic, you know, sometimes you got to give him a little pat on the back. And <laughs> No, but, um, yeah, he's a lot. It's, it's passion, just peer-driven passion. How did you end up managing Brian Notton uh. Band? Here comes Naughton right now. She's, oh, boy. She's kicking off part two there, bud. Um, uh, well, we, we met, you know, over 10 years ago when he was playing with the Stearns County in Prosser. Uh, he went to St. Louis and played down there for two, two and a half years. When he came back, um, we I was helping out, try to get in some local clubs that are in my neck of the woods. And uh, Where was he, that? I'm just down in Hastings area, yeah, okay. Hastings Prescott, you know, some small places down, down there. And... Uh, he saw that so when it comes to business, um, I'm very business-minded. So um, it just kind of came together that I, I love the business end of things. I do not like being on stage. I do not like microphones. <laughs> so, uh, But, uh, no, it just it works out really well. Uh, we make a really good team. I just want him to focus on his music, playing guitar and entertaining people and, you know, sharing what he's does gift. I, I want him to worry about that. I worry about the business end of things. So it works out really well for both of us. And you do all the booking as well? Um, I do a lot of it. Uh, we do work with some agents. Uh, Rico Entertainment does a lot of stuff for us too, as well as some others. Uh, but uh, I, I do I do the majority of it. But, okay. Um, yeah. What are your favorite songs the Brian Notton Band plays? Oh, goodness. Favorite songs. Oh, gosh. I'm supposed to say all of them. Well, <laughs> no, I do. I know now. Yeah, Nothing's now Brian's sitting now next to me. So now I'm really on the spot. Um, favorite songs, um, I mean, No Hope Jr., of course, and the original No Hope from his album back in 2010. That's definitely one of my favorites. You brought up New Race, um, the earlier uh, podcast. Definitely another one of my favorites. One of my favorite covers, what he does, is St. James Infirmary. Uh, it sounds nothing like Louis Armstrong. So, guys, if you've not heard one? it, right. St. James Infirmary. So, if, oh, you've, if you've never song. seen Notton play not it, you got to check it out. It's it's that. incredible. So, Just about everybody's done something. But I, I love him all. I love him all. Uh, he definitely, you know, we were talking about that Notton stew. He, you know, he, he adds a little something different to everything he does. So, uh, cool. a lot of really cool, unique sounds coming from him. Nice. Yeah. Amy. Yes. Thank you for being on the Mark Stare Music yeah. Podcast. Thank you, Mark. She did a great job, man. It's you want to hop back on? And talk? All right, man. You take your mic Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, Mr. Brian Naughton here. Amy, that was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. What kind of beer are you having tonight? A Lonely Blonde as well? Oh, that's Yeah, awesome. she's trying awesome. to tell me something about the marriage thing, you know? <laughs> no, I'm still waiting for you to the cold feet thing. Come on back to me, baby. 
all right, all right. I'll think about yeah, it. You do have, like, and I was even reading up your bio and stuff today. Mr. Brian Naughton, the premier blues guitar player, is here. Uh, we're still here at Games by the Park, owned by the uh, Mott Pettit Boys, Ricky mm. and all them. They're glad to be here doing a podcast. we got some athletic folks over here, and, and they're having a good time and a few beers and stuff. The Wild Game's on. Um, just a good night down here to be out yeah, here in St. Paul. absolutely. You have a unique singing voice. You have right. a unique speaking voice. Like, I, people, I wonder if... Will you have to take a photo at the end of this for the for the right, right. account? I wonder if people would picture what you look like to your voice. Well, you know, the voice thing kind of just kind of came along just because it had to come along. I was in this band in the early 2000s. Uh, actually, it was 98, 99, and uh, I was living down on West 7th Street in St. Paul, and we had a nice little group with this gentleman named Jake LeBeau. Um, Greg LeClaire was his real name, but he had an alias, Jake LeBeau, and he was doing all the singing in this group uh, in 97, 98, and unfortunately he passed suddenly, and we had all these gigs brewed up. We didn't. We had a bass player and a drummer, uh, Mike Jacobs was playing bass, I believe Alex Cloud was the drummer, and we had these gigs. Some, and then they just decided that I'm going to be doing the singing. So I basically learned how to do that just kind of on the fly. And, uh, you know, there really isn't an approach to it. It just, it, it just comes out, you know? Yeah. Who would you say your primary singing influences are? Let's say in the blues realm even. Oh, you know, I'm gonna throw. You're a pretty good singer, man. I think you got, I, I, you probably hear that a lot. You got a good singing voice. Well, it, it's unique. I, I, will, I will say that uh, it goes kind of. It's not high and squeaky like mine is. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's the uh, Wisconsin in you that lets that out, dude. <laughs> but uh, you know, I can go back to a guy that was uh, somebody I listened to a lot when I was traveling around to, as a kid with my father, uh, to all these blues jams, a guy named Doug Maynard. It's a messed up situation. He was a Minnesota legend for a lot of years, and he he coined the phrase the tritone voice. You know, he was really gravelly, and you know that I kind of you know I drew a lot to him. It's and you know as far as you know listening to Vaughn, listening to Clapton uh, at at an early age. The, where it really started taking off is where I went back and I w wanted to find out who all these people's influences were. So then you understand, just like we were talking about with Al King earlier, you know, you thought those were uh, CB Red Bond licks, but you, you know, they were, you know, you go back and you, you find what your guys learned. And that's where it started taking off a little bit. And uh, singing, it just, it's like second nature to me, you know. It, Leading a band and playing uh, guitar, that's the focus, and the singing just kind of comes along with it, you know? Yeah. Freddie King mm. yep. is probably one of my favorite singers of right. any genre. Well, you can I, I really loved him in the 70s, like when Leon Russell, he mm -hmm. was on Shelter Records. 
And he really, his albums, like my favorite songs of him, my favorite era of him was like in the 70s. And he's doing like Going Down and uh, I'd Rather Be Blind. They were pretty much putting out like soul. He was focusing on his singing, and all those cool licks came in there. Right. And I was gravitating toward his guitar licks. Is up with the singing too. Is absolutely just amazing. Well, yeah, just just that uh, typical growl that Freddie King does. You know, when, when he comes after it, you can hear it with Johnny Winter. You can hear a lot of people that borrowed his uh, distinct flavor. And Freddie had a really pure voice if you really want to look back at it you yeah. know it wasn't like uh take no prisoners blues voice let's go uh lady done me wrong and he, he was very melodic and smooth with it all too um i was such a mark for freddie king i went down to guitar center and asked daniel and I bought all those finger picks. Like, he looks like Freddy Krueger on stage. He right, 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 metal right. picks and stuff. Have you ever tried that gimmick? You know what? I can't say I have. It did not work for me. Well, okay, good. That's good to me. know. That's good to know. <laughs> no, that did not work at all. Yeah, but, well, Freddy, I'd have to say out of the old guys, that's the, the one that I would really say that had the most effect and impact on me. For singing and stuff. Yeah. The yeah. Texas Cannonball, they used to call him. Yes, and, sir. And is it true that they used to say about Freddie King, they said he had to have seven, seven Bloody Marys before he would go on stage? Really? Seven. Ah, yeah, well, I've, I just think it, it couldn't be City. six or eight. No, I guess it was seven. It was seven Bloody Marys and he'd go on stage. Mostly because they had food in them. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> I was even asking, would you get drunk off seven Bloody Marys? Ah, it depends on how much vodka they put in there, I suppose. But, you know, a Bloody Mary to me, you know, they look so good, like, on a Sunday morning. But I'll get halfway done with one of those, and I'm like, all right, that's enough. I don't know, like, having seven of them things. So, like, Freddie King had his seven Bloody Marys. Do you have any pre-show rituals you have to do before you get on stage? Um... I always do one shot of uh, tequila, depending on uh, what the bartender suggests, and I have a bottle of Budweiser in honor of my old man, and then it's go time. I love that, man. Yep. Um, so how many nights a month are you playing? Oh, it depends. I mean, like right now, it's uh, January, February. This is the doldrums for us uh, musicians. Uh, like our whole job is to make tills ring and make money for uh, the people that are hiring us. And, you know, after New Year's and the holiday season, that January and February kind of, it slows down a little bit. So you always want the tills to ring, but if people aren't out, that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. But on average, you know, I'm playing anywhere from uh, 10 to 20 times a month. Yeah. yeah. Um. What are some of your favorite rooms to play on here in the cities? Well, I got to give a shout out to the Shaw father, uh, Michael Shaw. Uh, the, probably the, the last true roadhouse in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, by the way, I'm there on uh, Saturday. Um, 
that's that's definitely one of my favorite because it's kind of like a clubhouse. Um, yeah. Another place that I like is uh, the Caboose and the Joint in Minneapolis. Uh, I've been going there and playing since I was a teenager, and I'm there a lot on Sundays in the summertime uh, mm-hmm. outside and. Um, I'll have to say that those two places stick out the most to me, you know, that I have this, like, fierce loyalty towards, that, you know. That's awesome. I was at Shaw's for the first time uh, a few months back. I wanted to see I'm really a, a mark, a freak for blues harp, so I wanted to see that Boom Boo Steve oh, play. Oh, Boom. another guy kind of that he comes from the Mankato hatch uh, Tom Eckhoff my stepfather Tim Waters Lonnie Knight he's definitely that and Boom Boom's the guy that delivers uh, most around town and is there any other Twin Cities harmonica guys I should check out I'd say Boom uh, check him out three or four times uh, you know Shaky Jake Newman Delivers. Uh, he's been playing uh, since he was a little kid as well. That, that guy's fantastic. Um, but man, there's you know a lot of heart players out there. Yeah. You know, it's just like we were mentioning earlier. There was that thing with the blues traveler where everybody just started sounding like John Popper rather than you know creating their own sound. So I, I really tend to gravitate towards those guys that are. Like authentic and more doing what they're what they're feeling rather than playing uh, popper licks. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, who's in? So you're playing shows. Who's in your band nowadays? Well, you know, I gotta. We definitely know your manager. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I definitely have a different approach with that. A lot of people keep the same guys every gig. Uh, me, on the other hand, I, I switch it up an awful lot. You know, there's three drummers I really like, four, and uh, it just depends. I always want to have the best out there. Um, and there's three or four bass players that I rotate, rotate in, too. So what that does, it, each show is going to be a little bit different, depending on the personnel that you have. But... Uh, my favorite in town is my guy Eball, Eric Ballard, playing the drums. Uh, uh, I got I mixed in Andy Boderman a, a little bit. Uh, um, Mario Dawson, another guy I use an awful lot. Timmy Zorn, uh, I use him quite a bit. Uh, basically playing uh, bass all the time with me is a guy, a gentleman from California named Patrick Smith. Great player. Um, and I also do filter in Ryan Butler, who I've known for years. And uh, and this Saturday, I'm actually using Chris Larson from uh, uh, the Root City Band. So it, it's just, you're cooking. Put together the best ingredients and hope that, that something good Not and something stew, new. Not man. It's, yes, it's exactly. a different flavor every night. Right. <laughs> um, 
So are you playing primarily covers, primarily original songs? Well, I, I have my, uh, my list of original tunes. I, I, I try to feature them because I'm going to be going into the studio, yeah. doing another album here. Um, but what I try to do is, when I, even when I'm doing a cover, I try to not make it, I, I try to make it my own or our own, so to speak, you know. Sometimes, and that's what's great about blues. I mean, you can take a tune that uh, 30 people have recorded and everybody's heard 400 times, 4,000 times, but just depending on that mix of uh, personnel that night, it can be a new experience altogether. People have been doing it for years. Uh, they've been doing it since the 20s with the covers of the blues. So I try to keep everything authentic to me as possible as far as the covers go. What are your favorite covers to play? Wow. Wow. Well, you know. Is it true? Dan Neal told me once that he heard you do a jaw-dropping version of Hanson's Mbop blues style. <laughs> yeah, I start the second set with that one all the time. That, that, no, no, I don't do that. Mr. Neal, you got to love him. <laughs> hmm? But that was a catchy little bubblegum number there for a while, <laughs> yeah. though. You know? should put it in the set for Saturday. I think I might. I think I might. I don't know if I, my uh, baritone can get up quite that high, but... Throw a capo on her. Oh, oh the old capo uh, thing. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. So we talk... Okay, first of all, before we get to the capo thing, I'll, I'll remember to talk about the end. What, while we're asking kind of some basic questions this episode, um, I wouldn't mind doing one more episode and just talking music, if that's cool. Yeah, I'm with you, baby. Um, just kind of getting, like, this episode, like, what's your favorite color episode? Let's kind of get you know know you a little bit. It's purple. So, who? <laughs> it's purple, sir. It's not green? Nope. <laughs> green and yellow? Nope. Okay, so who are your favorite local Twin Cities blues bands that folks should check out? Well, I had Pat Hayes, Lamont Cranston, oh, absolutely. and I think he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, developed into like a, a ripping guitar player. Where you think of Pat Hayes when I was growing up, uh, you, you think just harp. But Pat, yeah, that's Minnesota royalty right there for yeah, the blues I scene. Love him. I mean, and then there was uh, the Hoop Stinks, which is kind of like uh, Rhoda to the Mary Tyler Moore. They, they, they kind of came around. That was amazing. Um, and how about even guys, uh, more pe- like more guys around now that people should stop out? And well, see? there's one band I really, really, really like, and uh, I, I feel like I'm going to be a dink not uh, mentioning some really great bands. But my favorite band to watch around town is a band called Ram, and really? that's got uh, Paul Masich playing guitar on it. Oh, Ram Masich, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's got John Iden playing bass, uh, T.O.P. kind of. Kind of guy, and then you got my uncle Don, Donald High Pockets Robertson playing drums, and uh, that's that's one that's one band. I, I anytime I can get a chance to see him, I'll, I'll always go check him out. 
That's great, man. That's great. Um, and Ram, isn't that their names or something like that? Or how is that? No, real American-made music. Oh, I believe is. is how they they came up with that. I used to do that the hot seat with Mayasich years ago. With right, Danny I've done it too, and that is a hot. Oh. When was the last time you did it? I did it at the station in uh, White Bear Lake with them. Uh, the the guy is the guy. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so as you wind this episode down, one thing you've given me shit about since I've known you is I'm a capo freak. Right. Now, one of your favorite guys you have mentioned at least once in the show, Albert Collins. Right. Was beyond capo freak. Can you? Here is your platform right now. You can cut a promo. What is your deal with capos? Why do you hate them so much? <laughs> well, hate's a strong word. Well, so Ed Capo, the guy that in, that invented the capos, he lives here in the city. See, I think he lives in Hastings. Really? By the river. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Capo, huh? Well, the, the one thing, it, it, it cannot be used as a crutch. You cannot just throw that thing on there and play the same chord patterns of the four or five you know and then just change the keys know what know how to do that without the capo but i do understand there is a use for a capo because there's definitely that distinct sound for a lot of uh like when i went through the red dirt thing there there is an excuse for it and uh, it, it can work but as far as playing in a blues band, when you see a capo, dude, learn how to play your chords. Learn how to, to roll it. No cheating. So let's say my grandmother is listening. She's a big Albert Collins fan. What was he doing with this capo then? He was being Albert Collins. And that's all the people need to know talking about wrestling. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. A little bit every now and then. But you're so high. Man, you gotta be shaking yourself. Stay drunk all the time. Oh, come on, I know y'all get that. Story behind the song segment. Should I ask you about another one off Borrowed Time? You can ask me about anything you want. How about the song No Hope? No Hope. You know, there's a really Did good story. Did you used to play that one with Prosser back in the day? Yes. That, I remember that yeah, song. Steve, going through uh, stuff today. Well, there is actually a really big story about that. This is kid. your spot. What's the story behind well, that song? Well, I, you know, I always haven't been like the most legal guy in the whole world. As you, uh, I have been known to get into a few troubles uh, back in my earlier days. Well, I just so happened I wasn't able to leave my house one January, um, and there was a snowstorm, uh, and. I think it was like 97, 98. I was kind of, I was a homebody. Let's just put it that way. And I couldn't leave the house. And one of my buddies was over, a couple girls. um, And nobody could leave because the blizzard was so bad. So I just so happened to write that song that particular night. And uh, there it is. Awesome. You know. Again, that's off of uh, his 2010 album, Borrowed Time, a song called No Hope. One thing, is your stuff not on iTunes? How are they going to get a hold of this album? Uh, is it BrianNottonBand.net? Can they order it off that? Amy? That one is out of print. 
Really? Well, I'm, re- I'm ready for the new and bigger things. Yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to doing this new one, and I hope you all like it. They can hear it on the website. They can hear it on SoundCloud. They can hear it on Nation. Yep. Okay. Excellent. So please tune in next week for part three with Brian Naughton and Amy. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you would like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Yeah, I got you.